Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refuses to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March the 10th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap, then our guest. We had our guest on, Mr. Richard Mack, for a two-hour special broadcast yesterday. It was tremendous, to say the least. We talked about the ultimate two-hour comparison and contrast between the January 6th rally and the peaceful county sheriff, America's last hope event that took place. Uh, It was a public event, CSPUA.org, in Woodlands, Texas, right outside of Houston. Tremendous, peaceful, incredible event. We talked about the FBI seeks more capital rioter arrests as the number is about 275 now. They claim they've got about 500 more to find. The January 6th rally, one of the largest frauds perpetrated against the American people in U.S. history, ladies and gentlemen. The idea that it was a riot in an insurrection is an absolute, complete lie by the mainstream press in bed with the current administration, in bed with the police, etc., etc. Folks, look, how many people went to the Capitol? A million? How many people, or how many people went to the peaceful rally? A million? How many went to the Capitol? 100,000? How many people really breached the Capitol? Well, they've got 275 arrested. They say there's up to 800. But how many convictions will they really end up with at the end of the day? 50? 100? So when you have a million people go to a peaceful rally, then you have 100,000 march to the Capitol, and you have like maybe one or 200 people that are guilty of anything, certainly they should be prosecuted for their crimes. But is that an insurrection led by the President of the United States? Not even maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, let me say this again. The January 6th rally is one of the largest frauds perpetrated against the American people in U.S. history. This is an absolute lie by the mainstream press that Donald Trump led an insurrection and or that he incited a riot or incited an insurrection. It's an absolute, complete lie. The president said, go to the Capitol peacefully and patriotically influence your congressman or senator to look into vote fraud. We got to have the truth on this thing. He was within his rights to do so, but boy, have the mainstream press and the current administration lied and deceived the people. In fact, they ought to be in prison for their lies. It's so evil, so satanic. You know what? We spoke out against going to the rally. We also spoke out against going to the Malheur Wildlife Refuge, and now they're trying to insinuate that we're somehow involved. Ladies and gentlemen, it was the ultimate two-hour compare and contrast between the January 6th rally and our peaceful event. So while this big old rally was happening, We were planning our peaceful event that was incredible. Anyway, listen to yesterday's broadcast if you want to get a handle on it. Two hours. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, LovingLiberty.net. Donate today. Two hours of the best uh, content of the breakdown of who's peaceful and who's not and why and what and where and how and who and the whole bit. 
Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, we also talked about my speech at that incredible, peaceful event. Don't hurt me. Don't take my stuff. That's right. We also talked about Larvita McFarquhar, havensgarden.org, and she is a modern-day Rosa Parks in Minnesota. And uh, we went to her restaurant, had a big old event to keep her restaurant open. They're trying to shut down poor Larvita. And the reality is, is Larvita is like a modern-day Rosa Parks. We need to stand with her, not against her, ladies and gentlemen. They call us racist. I'm white. She's black. We're standing together. Um, why are we standing together if I'm such a racist? Well, because she's right, and she needs protection from our out-of-control government. That's why. So the lie about racism is jettisoned now, and the truth about standing shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder for the sacred cause of liberty is on tap. Welcome to the broadcast. We finished up yesterday's broadcast by talking about the stories of God, family, and country. Say they tell you I'm an insurrectionist. They're off their rockers, crazy, dishonest. They ought to go to prison for their lies. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Larry Pratt, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable, sir. Good to be back. I'm so glad that you brought up that uh, notice, the news about Larvita McFarquhar. Uh, I read a little bit about her, and I thought, uh, this is a lady that's really got a backbone, and you see almost nothing of, about her fight to uh, fight the, uh, what would what might we call them, the health Nazis? Yeah, they're beyond that, though. I mean, it's not even health anymore. Their lives have been exposed to the point where really they're control Nazis. I mean, they're just flat out want to shut down and control everybody. So I don't know if you know, but we heard about the uh, Larvita story. We jumped on it. We literally had her on the radio. She went to the Capitol. We covered their peaceful involvement at the Capitol live, Larry, on Liberty Roundtable. And then we went to Minnesota and had a peaceful rally with her at her restaurant. We tried to meet with the sheriff. He refused to meet with us, said he had too much to do working on the vaccinations. Uh, and then uh, after we left her event, we had an event in Texas, and we invited Larvita. And Richard Mack, during his speech, went down into the crowd, uh, put his arm around Larvita and said, hey, she's the modern-day Rosa Parks. we got to stand with her. We can't allow government without authority, without evidence, to shut down businesses. Uh, she needs the business to support her daughters. Uh, she had one of her daughters with her. Uh, and it was a tremendous event. But look at the contrast to who's doing what in America, sir. Very interesting to, to know exactly that. Uh, you hear almost nothing from the mainstream media, as it's called. It's probably better uh, the uh, Democrat Party uh, press office. But <laughs> in any case, they, uh, they don't want to mention things like this because they're not for fostering independent thinking independent action, people not depending on the government. That's the last thing in the world that they have on their agenda. And so I am so glad to hear that uh, you were able to give her the attention that she deserves, hopefully get some support that she didn't have before, uh, because people like that, uh, as brave as they are, they often just can't stand alone. They have to have the rest of us coming alongside. Amen to that. We are not letting the Lar Larvita McFarquhar story go either. We got to meet her uh, four beautiful daughters. Uh, we learned about her restaurant. She fed us. We had dinner together. Uh, I had the chance to speak a little bit. The good sheriff spoke. Uh, just a tremendous evening. Sadly, the sheriff wouldn't even meet with a man that beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court on states' rights. 
and, and with a nationally syndicated talk show host. The sheriff is too busy with vaccinations to, to help us there. Well, that, that's a pity because he's obviously uh, drunk the Kool-Aid on that, too. But uh, in any case, uh, uh, I think what you did was extremely important, and hopefully it uh, helped mobilize uh, support for her that's going to get her through this very difficult time. All right. Now, speaking of getting shut down, they tried to shut down Larvita. She refuses to shut down. Uh, they've threatened her with arrest and fines and everything else. And on top of that now, they say, even if Larvita goes to jail, they say her daughters will just step up and run the restaurant for her. And I asked them specifically, what if they have to go to jail? They said, they'll do it anyway. So you've got literally five people deep on this thing now, four daughters and a mom saying, look, we don't have a choice. This isn't a debate. Okay, we, if we don't have our restaurant and our dance studio open, we don't even make any money. And if we don't make any money, we can't even live. Uh, and so... And- this is the serious. people that are oppressing the people that are oppressing her and uh, perhaps her daughters, uh, they get a paycheck. Whether there's a mandate to stay at home with the, uh, the scare about the virus, uh, they get a check. So they don't have a problem, and it never occurs to them when they're telling the rest of the world to stand down, don't do anything. Uh, oh, the sky is falling. <laughs> uh, well, they're going to get a check, but not the other people that they're talking about. Uh, this can be, the, uh, in a sense, the end of the world. When you tell somebody who's running a small business that has to be open to the public that they have to close down, that, really? Uh, and then what, what is your alternative for that person? Oh, well, they just have to follow orders. That's the sad tale we're experiencing, I'll tell you that. But you know what? Larvita's not the only one getting shut down. No. Did you know that I'm, I'm getting shut down, too? You're getting deplatformed? Yes, I am, sir. So the latest, I got this yesterday right after the show. Headline says this. Twitter violation at Liberty Round TBL. <clears throat> we have temporarily limited some of your account features. Now, they, they say that very kind of, um, you know, soft-like. We have temporarily limited some of your features. Now, listen to what the features are, but we'll get into that in a second. Liberty Roundtable at Liberty Round TBL. What happened? Yeah. What happened? We have determined that this account violated the Twitter rules. Specifically for, one, violating the policy on spreading, misleading, and potentially harmful information related to COVID-19. In other words, information they disagree with. That's correct. And whatever they disagree with has to be a dirty, rotten lie from the pit of hell, and they're not going to talk about it. Just that's the end of the subject. Yeah, that's how they are. That's right. That's exactly right. They say, we understand that during times of a crisis and instability, that it's difficult to know what to do to keep you and your loved ones safe, Larry. Under this policy, we require you to remove the content that threatens people's health or they say that may pose a risk to people's health is how they put it. And, uh, including content that goes against what they call authoritative sources. We'll talk about this with Larry Pratt in seconds, folks. Hang tight. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? in churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country, 
and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Back with you live, Larry Pratt with me, ladies and gentlemen. So they've shut me down on Twitter now. Twitter violation at Liberty Round TBL. We have temporarily limited some of your account features, which means I can't tweet and I can't do anything that matters. I can follow everybody else in their dog. I can follow the the people that, you know, carry the government slash Twitter line. Under this policy, they say we require the removal of content that may pose a risk to people's health, including content, listen carefully, including content that goes against, well, they say directly against, directly against guidance from authoritative sources, yeah, of global and local public health information. For more information on COVID-19, go to all these different places. Sam, so you can get caught up, go to all our sources, if you will. Go to the who, go to the, okay. Now, here's the tweet that got me banned. You ready? Experimental vaccine death rates for Israel's elderly is 40 times greater than COVID-19 deaths. And I sent that on March 8th. As a result, Sam, we have temporarily limited some of your account features. You can browse Twitter, but you can't tweet. Yeah. No tweets, no retweets, no follows, no likes, none of that, buddy. We've started your countdown. You have 12 hours to fix this. Here's what you got to do. You can start your countdown, Sam, and continue to Twitter once you verify your email address, once you remove tweets that violate our rules, And if you think we made a mistake, you can challenge it here. 
Now, Larry, I don't know if you know, but if you type this in, there are several sites, including LifeSite News, that have this same headline. But they've shut me down because I won't go along with sources. Now, the only way for me to get restored, see, because they make it sound like it's temporary. If Sam fixes it, it's temporary. But if Sam holds the line that it's not temporary, it's permanent because I haven't done the things they've asked. So the clock never starts on resetting my account or starting me fresh. But I've simply reported the headline that talks about this idea that, hey, you know what? Experimental vaccines, death rate for Israel's elderly, 40 times higher than COVID-19 deaths. And, of course, there's no way to make them come forth with the evidence to back up the accusation because the burden of proof in a society where there's due process is on the accuser. Now, And they don't want to do that. Now, I don't know how to respond except to say for this, I am not going to recant my tweet. And let me tell you why. The First Amendment of the United States gives me the right to say whatever I want. Now, I agree that I can't threaten people's lives and I can't cross the line into criminal activity. I get that. But I have every right to post a headline that's on other websites and discuss it on my radio program. Well, you know, that's one. And whether whether it's factual or not is not the point. They don't say you have a First Amendment right if it's deemed factual by a certain group of people. Whether it's factual or not isn't the point. Now, I believe it's a factual headline. They say that it's not. Well, the debate rages about who's right on that, but who's right or wrong on that fact is a, is a misguided discussion. Because even if it's blatantly false, I have every right to believe it, and I have every right to say it if I choose. The First Amendment doesn't break down anything based on fact or fiction or opinion or ideas. or right. I have the right to my free speech, not a nationally syndicated radio program. I have the right to tweet and write about it. That's what freedom of speech and freedom of the press is about. So here's the question for you. Should I sue them? Well, Sam, I think that's a, a lot of money. Uh, you possibly could win, depending on whether you get a, an Obama or a Trump judge. Uh, but I've just taken I, – I do not have a Twitter account. I post, uh, among other sites, on Parler. Uh, Parler has a specific – stated objective of allowing anything short of what you were saying. You know, you don't shout fire in a crowded theater. You don't uh, call for um, call this number to get information on assassinating somebody. But short of that, any disagreement on facts and opinion, Parler says that's what free speech is all about. So I look at this and I say, They say, based on our policy, we require the removal of content that may pose a risk to people's health and that goes against direct guidance from authorities. My free speech allows me to go against direct guidance from the authorities. Let's rewind a little bit to what, Magna Carta times? Is that where we ought to go? You know, the idea here was we want to be able to, you know, read the Bible. Oh, no, that's against the law. You can't read the Bible, buddy. We'll tell you what the Bible says. Oh, no, we're going to read the Bible. And so people really fought, gave their lives, their sacred honors, their fortunes, their 
Now, reputations, they're everything on this altar that I want to read the Bible. They memorized Bible verses. They wrote them down. They translated the Bible. They made copies by hand. This was a big battle then. Whether you agree or disagree that there's a God, I still have the right to say there is. Whether you agree or disagree with this vaccination discussion, I have every right to say, hey, man, Israel's elderly are dying from the COVID vaccine more so than the, vac- than the COVID itself. And I have every right to say that even if it's not true. I have the right to say that Joe Biden's got a Pinocchio nose, buddy. He just flat out lies all the time. And he's been caught lying over and over and over. He's been caught plagiarizing people. He's been, I have the right to say that too. Now, somebody would say, don't sue Sam. It'll take a lot of money and you're going to lose. And that has been the president. I get it. But let me ask you this. If a million Americans who lose their free speech rights um, battle and say, no, I'm not going to capitulate. I'm not going to go away peacefully. I'm going to use the redress of grievance, part of the First Amendment, to defend the other parts, my freedom to worship as I choose, my freedom of free speech, my freedom of the press. I'm going to peacefully assemble, and I'm going to sue for redress of grievance. I'm going to use every five-element guarantee in the First Amendment to double down on my rights. And if enough Americans did that, the whole nation would come to a screeching halt until this got dealt with once and for all. And you can say, Sam, Twitter's a private company. Jack Dorsey, the CEO, and all those guys can do whatever they want to. No, they can't. They're gut their their whole platform was built on government taxpayer dollars. Look, big tech has been in bed with big secret Pentagon government has been in bed with universities to build these platforms. And they've even created corporations in Qtel as one of them to literally um, use my tax dollars to shut me down. That's what's happened, folks. And the right attorney could articulate that in a way. And if enough Americans sued, if you had a, you know, 50 million lawsuits, this would stop, Larry. Part of the problem in America is nobody stands up. We just peacefully go, golly, that was kind of, that kind of sucked. I better do something else. And then we melt down and don't do anything and they win. We have got to stop that. And uh, one of the things I, that, that will help is to look toward the, the next federal elections next year and make sure that the politicians that get elected, at least with our support, uh, understand how serious this problem is. The Republicans have a habit of when getting elected and they say the right things, and I think by and large they believe those right things, but there's a real disconnect between believing and saying and doing. And we've got to uh, find people, uh, more people like uh, the newly elected Congressman Lauren Boebert or this Nancy Taylor Green. Uh, or uh, there's, there's others on, uh, you know, like Louis Gohmert that's been there for some time, uh, and a few others. But those are the, the almost the exceptions, and we need to be encouraging the candidates, insisting that the candidates that we back in our own backyard, as well as anyone that we might send a check to, uh, no matter where they are in the country, they that they have to have demonstrated something where somehow that they're willing to fight. And most of these Republicans have a great fight rhetoric, but they don't have a great fight record. So here's the next point. Whether it's true or not, there's allegations in the news. There's these researchers who are slamming the authorities on this story. All right? Quebec 
cardinal um, slams the authorities on this thing. So I have the right to report on it. Even so. And I look at this thing and I think if I do nothing about this, if I either one, take it down so that I can stay on Twitter or two, I jettison Twitter and go to parlor. In my opinion, both of those are a capitulation or a let them win plan. Let's talk well, about this article in LifeSite News in seconds with Larry, Pla- Larry Pratt, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious business, folks. This is not a joke. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The U.S. House of Representatives will vote on Wednesday to approve President Biden's $2,000 billion coronavirus stimulus package. With not enough Republicans to block the measure, it should get passed. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said, It is a remarkable, historic, transformative piece of legislation that goes a long way toward crushing the virus and solving our economic crisis. End quote. Another woman has come forward accusing Emmy Award-winning New York Governor, Democrat Andrew Cuomo, of sexual harassment. This complaint is reportedly from a member of Cuomo's executive chamber staff. The woman alleged Cuomo inappropriately touched her late last year at the governor's mansion, where she was called to work. This brings the number of women to six, now accusing Cuomo of sexual misconduct. Cuomo denies any wrongdoing. Last week, Rasmussen conducted a 1,000-person poll. Half of America doubts 78-year-old President Biden is physically or mentally fit to be president. The poll has a 3% margin for error. USA Radio News. It's happened. Since Election Day, more than 5 million people have downloaded the free Newsmax TV app from their smartphone store. It takes seconds, and with the free app, you can watch Newsmax TV right away. Most cable news channels require a paid subscription. Not Newsmax. You get real news whenever you want. At home, Newsmax TV is on all major cable systems. And it's free on OTT devices. Your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, Vizio, and Roku. YouTube, Zumo, and Pluto. Now, the free smartphone app lets you watch Newsmax easily wherever you are. So check Newsmax.com online for breaking headlines. Then go to the Newsmax TV app to watch the latest news with Sebastian Gorka. Dick Morris, Greg Kelly, Diamond and Silk, Michelle Malkin, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, and so much more. Newsmax is already the fourth highest rated cable news channel in America. Everyone is watching Newsmax because it's real news for real people. Representative Vicente Gonzalez, the Democrat from Texas, closed an account with Bank of China following a news report. Gonzalez's most recent financial disclosure forms list holdings worth more than $100,000 with the bank owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Media outlet BuzzFeed announced Tuesday it had laid off 45 reporters, editors, and producers from the newly acquired Huffington Post, a.k.a. HuffPost. HuffPost executive editor Hillary Frey and Louise Rogue also resigned over the layoffs. 
All residents 16 and over in Alaska can now get their COVID-19 vaccine shot. Alaska has become the first state to offer COVID vaccinations to all eligible residents. Governor Mike Dunleavy announced Tuesday that effective immediately, any individual living or working in the state over the age of 16 can get the shot. According to the CDC, Alaska has administered more shots per 100,000 people than any other state in the union. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. 14 spring training games today in baseball. First game is at 1.05 p.m. Eastern. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Delaney wrote the article in Life Site News, ladies and gentlemen. They say while well, in January, a group of independent doctors concluded that experimental COVID 19 vaccines are not safer than the virus itself. So that's a group of independent doctors. I don't know if you call those the authorities, but who's the authorities? A group of independent doctors? Or Okay. Then it goes on. A new analysis of death rates in Israel demonstrates that this may indeed be the case to dramatic levels. A reanalysis of public data released from the Israeli Health Ministry, a guy by the name of Dr. Herve Salikman, a member of the Faculty of Medicine, Emerging Infectious and Tropical Diseases at Aix-Marseille University, and an engineer, Haim Yadif, reveal in short that the mRNA Experimental vaccine from Pfizer killed about 40 times more elderly people than the disease itself would have. That's during a recent five-week vaccination period. Among the younger class, these numbers are compounded, they say. Now, while the full mathematical analysis may be found in the, and they give a link, article itself, the authors demonstrate how among those who were vaccinated above 65? Well, it was about 40 times greater death rate. Now, they say this scary picture also extends to those who are below 65 years old. Now, here's the interesting thing. This is reported by Israel National News. Now, this Seligman guy has a biology degree from Hebrew University of Jerusalem and has written more than a hundred scientific scientific publications. Now, the researchers have no other conflicts or interests uh, other than the fact that they have children in Israel. So if I tweet out a headline that's from LifeSite News that quotes a Israeli news source that highlights a doctor that is backing up the research from independent doctors that happened in January, and now these doctors double down and say, hey, here's the facts as we see it, and they are credited for more than 100 published scientific, um, whatever you want to call it, articles, and they have a reanalysis of the published data, and they draw their conclusions, and it's in this um, Israeli news source, and it's this credible doctor who, um, you know, these guys are graduates of the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. 
Okay, this guy has a biology degree from Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Okay, this guy's a doctor. Um, you go, um, hold on. He's written more than 100 scientific publications. Now, if I report on that, is that fake news? I've just traced for you where his degrees are from. I traced for you the research that was before his that he then independently verified. I've given you that this guy has published over 100 literally, you know, medical or science uh, publications. This guy's got credentials like you wouldn't believe. And if I quote that from LifeSite News, who quotes it from the Israeli news service that promoted it, am I allowed to even let you know about that research or not? Okay. And I think there's something analogous that uh, in, in one other area, among many others, I'm sure, but in the area of uh, firearms-related crime, uh, it's the Democrat-controlled cities where they have a, a strong, strong desire to impose restrictions on the Second Amendment. Uh, people in uh, most of these cities, if not all of them, are not able to freely exercise the liberty protected by the Second Amendment. They're not able to protect themselves with their own guns, giving a kind of monopoly uh, to the criminals. And you find that the crime rates, violent crime rates, including murder and rape and other violent assault, is higher in these places where they make it illegal or very difficult legally for people to protect themselves. We're talking about the same kind of mentality. Forget the studies uh, that were conducted at that Hebrew university. Uh, we're we're going to tell you what to think, and if you think anything else, we're going to censor you. I think and, this and, is and, a fight that I should take on, though. When you have Israel National News, and you have this guy that's you know, graduated from the Hebrew University of Jerusalem and has written more than 100 scientific publications, right? I don't, I don't know that you can just say that I am spreading fake news. All right, I'm not so sure that you can just say, Sam, you're not following the, uh, you know, authorities on this. There are authorities with differing opinions. One president of the United States believed that this coronavirus isn't the same as the next president. Those are two people in the same position. And now this guy that's published over 100 articles, and okay, his credentials are impeccable, and he's saying, hey, you know what? Our research validates these independent doctors. At what point does who have, quote, greater authority? But more important than that debate is, do I have the right to report on it anyway? That, I think, is the point. And uh, whether we're talking about guns or we're talking about vaccines uh, or other ways of protecting ourselves from a pandemic, uh, and I'm not even sure I want to use the word pandemic, uh, it turns out that uh, uh, the survival rate among people who get COVID is somewhere north of 99%. Uh, The people that really are at risk from the, the, this year's virus are people who are uh, seriously overweight, diabetes, have heart condition, have cancer. Uh, those are the people 
that are in the morbidity statistics to begin with. And that kind of gets uh, glossed over when they're reaching for, and you used the word earlier, more control. And I know that some might say, Sam, you're beating this to death. It's no big deal. A bunch of people have been banned from Twitter. Dennis Prager, many others have tried to sue these people with no success and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But I submit to you that I'm on stable ground here. Okay, I have every right to express my opinion. That's separate from the fact that I have every right to report from LifeSite News and Israeli news services about a man who is well-credentialed from well-credentialed universities, who's written over 100 medical publications that have been accepted and now he speaks out and I have the right to report to you that him doing independent research and verifying what a group of independent doctors have researched and found out do I I'm I'm submitting I have the right to report on that and Twitter has no right to stop that you can say well it's a private group Sam Twitter's not a public yeah it is it's been funded by your tax dollars, folks. Same with Facebook and Google and all these other modern-day corporations that seem to have dictatorial control over our free speech rights. And specifically, Sam, they get a, a tax break uh, in the, the United States Code uh, that treats them as if they were a, um, an, what, what's the right word, a neutral uh, platform. Uh, and in fact, they ought to be treated uh, like uh, something that is published uh, by any other group that has an opinion. They're a publisher. They're not a platform. They're they're not a government website, uh, for example. And so they should be taxed as any other private publisher is taxed. And that's uh, something that uh, they hope they don't have to deal with, but uh, too bad. Uh, maybe after the next election, which uh, uh, should go nicely uh, in the other direction, assuming it's a free election, uh, and that's probably a censurable statement as well, but assuming that they don't stop the vote counting around 2 in the morning and uh, dump a bunch of votes in uh, for the Democrats, uh, we could see a different government, because I think there's a, a real pushback that's very evident already. People have had it. Uh, uh, this is clearly not the America uh, that it's supposed to be, and we're being told what to do rather than being able to make our own minds up to decide our own course of action, uh, to be responsible for ourselves. And that uh, is almost an heretical notion to the techno-giants, to the bureaucrats and the government who are increasingly lording it over us. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live continues. Sam Bushman, Larry Pratt on your radio. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West. 
at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hello, TPC family. It's James, and I've got to tell you that I sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the Conservative Citizens Foundation. The purpose of the Conservative Citizens Foundation is to promote the principles of limited government, individual liberty, equality before the law, property rights, law and order, judicial restraint, and states' rights, while, at the same time, exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years, and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, americafirst.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-A-1-S-T dot com, MericaFirst dot com. All right, let's leave my Twitter debate, ladies and gentlemen. I'm thinking about suing Twitter, though. I'm telling you right now. I'm building my case as we speak on your radio. All I'm telling you, folks, is I have every right to report on this, even though they disagree with the content. There are legitimate, credible people speaking out about their views and their research, and I have every right as a nationally syndicated talk show host to express my opinion on that headline. And furthermore, I have every right to publish that headline and report on what's being researched and reported. All right, we're talking about LifeSite News, written by Patrick Delany. Israel National News is where it comes from. There's a published article from Selectman, all right, who has a biology degree from the University of Jerusalem. Wow. Hebrew University of Jerusalem. He's also published more than 100 publications, ladies and gentlemen. All right, now, how does that relate to you in your life, you say? <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. They're about to take away your right to keep and bear arms, ladies and gentlemen. Larry Pratt, how do we literally double down and nullify these gun control measures that are surely coming down the pike? Well, there's one thing that uh, seems to be constant in all these political battles, and that is that the, uh, uh, by and large, with very few exceptions, the Folks that are here in Congress, in fact, in any elective office around the country, rather like being in elective office. And the thought of being voted out uh, bothers them greatly. And so the, the um, I know that while I was at Gun Owners of America, uh, we developed, and it's still the policy there, that the whole purpose of a citizen lobby, of a grassroots lobby, is to... Uh, I think it was Everett Dirksen that pointed out that <laughs> we bothered them. 
uh, if they're not bothered, they're just going to go about their merry way for their own enrichment, uh, both financially as well as uh, aggrandizing power in their hands. And so the way to get their attention is for enough people to contact these members of Congress, in this case we're talking about, uh, and to let them know that they're going to have a shorter tenure if they continue in this direction. If they pass this uh, gun control monstrosity, or for that matter, the uh, uh, monstrosity that's already passed, uh, what was it called, the Human uh, Equity Act or some uh, thing like that, uh, they're basically trying to transfer control over individual decision-making and responsibility into the hands of the federal government. And they're trying to do it quickly enough that they might have all the levers of power uh, by the 2022 elections. And I think it's uh, incumbent upon us to uh, convince them uh, with so much pushback from the grassroots uh, that they realize that uh, – uh, that's not a viable alternative. They're going to have to uh, get used to the idea that they are the people's representatives, not the people's masters. Right now, too many of them don't make that distinction. I don't know if the states will have the guts to stand up, sir. They're all on the public dole so much. They receive so much money from uh, the feds, and we've talked about this in the past, that they have such a conflict of interest when they're on the federal dole. Uh, and that was before the COVID. Now it's 10 times worse. They're all an adult. They'll never fight back. How do we nullify federal gun control? And this is serious. Well, one good example stands out, and that's Governor DeSantis in Florida. And he has uh, been extremely successful uh, in terms of pushing back against the feds. And it's been uh, a very popular policy. Uh, he's probably going to get reelected when he's next up uh, before the voters uh, rather handsomely. Uh, so it can be done, but it goes back to what uh, I was pointing to earlier. It takes a backbone. And if we don't select politicians that have backbones and are willing to fight, uh, then we're not going to be able to accomplish this. All right, I'm not sure how to respond to all these things we're facing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you, the tyranny seems to ratchet up daily. Uh, there's another big uh, concern uh, about them shutting down everybody's credit cards uh, or everybody's ability to receive credit card payments and things like this. It's called Operation Choke Point. started under Obama. That was 1.0. Trump got rid of it, but it came back under Biden. Operation Choke Point 2.0, Larry Pratt. Are you caught up on this? Uh, I haven't seen the latest, but I am familiar with the, the basic challenge, which is to tell merchants that uh, if you're going to traffic in something like firearms or who knows, maybe dangerous ideas like the uh, Israeli newspaper that was reporting on the COVID findings of these researchers, um, then you're not going to be able to accept credit card payments uh, from people. So you would have to hope and wait that people will write a check, the check will get to you, and it, it completely disrupts the cash flow of the current business models, which is an instant payment that comes from people using a credit card online. 
I don't know how to respond to this because if they do this, I might as well just shut down my show. If if we can't charge credit cards, if we can't uh, repeat headlines, if they shadow ban us, if they do all these things, uh, you take Google, you take Facebook, you take Twitter, and you take a few of these big news organizations, uh, Amazon, Google, you know, I, I can, Microsoft, whatever, and you literally won't even have a voice on the internet at all. We might as well just turn off the internet. The big fight back tool we had has now been completely destroyed. Well, one of the advantages, I think, of the, uh, and it's still in, in its inception, I have to say, but uh, places like Parler, places like Signal, uh, which is another alternate information site, um, are using their own platforms, their own servers, so that they can't be shut down uh, the way Parler was, and they were offline for about a month. But let me, but let me tell you the next step, though. There's only two or three or four big Internet providers that control the backbone. If they shut you down, even if you have your own server in a foreign country that you control that doesn't shut you down, or even if you have it in your basement, at some point you won't be able to send your data on the wire. Well, uh, that's uh, I'm not uh, sure how to answer that because I'm not that familiar, I guess, with how all of this works. But I do know that uh, uh, if we don't develop alternatives, such as Parler's been attempting to do or Signal has been attempting to do, then, um, yes, we will be at a choke point that we may not be able to ever breathe again. I don't know how to respond to this, ladies and gentlemen, but this has become deadly serious. And I agree completely with Larry Pratt that says, hey, you know what, folks, you better start to worry about who you're going to elect next in 2022. Uh, Because you know what? You got Kamala Harris deciding everything now and about to be president. Look, she's a, and I'm entitled to my own opinion on this. She's a flat out communist. Right. And she's functioning as president uh, already. There was one day that actually got reported in the media when she was taking calls from foreign leaders that uh, otherwise would have normally been taken by the president. But the president, uh, you can tell just by looking at the poor guy, he's not there. Uh, He's done. Uh, And so she's the one that's moved in to fill in the vacuum. And that was uh, something that was anticipated. That's why they went with, with her. She never could have gotten elected on her own. Uh, in the primary, she was just absolutely uh, buried uh, and, and did not do well at all, even among Democrats. Uh, she was able to get elected on the coattails as the running mate uh, with Joseph Robinette Biden. Uh, and I guess even a lot of Democrats had the notion that this was some kind of non-radical uh, Democrat that was uh, not going to try to, as Obama used to put it, fundamentally transform the country. Well, uh, uh, that was a mistaken idea. And clearly, a fundamental transformation of the country is underway. And we waited too long. Well, I'm not sure that we have. Uh, I don't write future history. I, I can only tell you, uh, you know, that uh, from time to time, uh, we've faced these critical points in our own history. 
And there's a certain resilience uh, in Americans uh, that is almost unique because of the ideas that the country was founded upon. And as much as they've tried in the schools and and uh, through the media and the movies and whatnot, they haven't really been able to extinguish that flame of liberty that still, I think, is burning in the hearts of so many Americans. And so perhaps we're uh, uh, at a point where people have been pushed enough that uh, there's going to be a mighty pushback. If it's not, if, if it can't happen in 2022, it's hard to see how we're going to get out of the mess. That's probably our last train out. All right. I bring this up, ladies and gentlemen, because we have waited too long in America. A lot of people didn't come out to vote because they had kind of the frustration of the divide in the Republican Party. I don't like Trump, and I'm not going to go out and vote. Uh, You had vote fraud. You had all these things. But I'm telling you right now, you think the next election cycle is going to get better? Unless we, the people, start to stand up in meaningful ways, it's not going to get better, Larry. I think that uh, is the, the rallying cry that uh, uh, we all need to uh, to <laughs> get off our apathy. I remember we knew a, an elderly Cuban lady years ago, a refugee from Castro communism, and it was hard for her to get around. Uh, it was difficult for her to move. And it was kind of cold and rainy, uh, that election. And she was going to go vote against the Democrats no matter what. And what was resonating in her mind was she was going to do it for Elian Gonzalez, who had been the chap that was kidnapped uh, by the communists and returned to Cuban slavery uh, right out of the United States. And our federal government allowed it. Well, uh, so we've been going for a long time down this road. Uh, but she saw it clearly. She saw Fidel Castro when she looked uh, at an administration that would permit such an outrage. Uh, and she was, she, was, she was going, literally, she was willing to die going to vote. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's hard to know how to respond in this, but I'm telling you right now, the Biden communist team has taken off the gloves. And the problem is if we act inappropriately in ways that aren't helpful, they'll just simply call you a terrorist. They're using Operation Choke Point and shutting us down, deplatforming us everywhere to the point where if we do nothing, we will eventually lose our ability to have free speech. And then sadly, only your right to keep and bear arms will protect you. Now, that's not a threat. That's a concern to which I'm entitled. Larry, final words yours. Chairman, I appreciate you keeping your microphone on the air, and I hope people are willing and able to support you because it's absolutely imperative that independent voices continue to speak in. Donate today, ladies and gentlemen. LibertyRoundtable.com. We need your support. Thanks, Larry. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. 
Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt. Continues now, ladies and gentlemen. All I can tell you is, man, I'm looking at the news and I'm just shocked. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. This is the broadcast for March the 10th in the year of our Lord, 2021, hour two of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, shitter. Ooh, I shouldn't say that. Twitter? I tried to say Twitter shut me down. Oh, my goodness. Freddie and Slip, mind you. All right, listen. This is serious. I'm being shut down on Twitter. If you haven't heard, because I reported a headline that was in LifeSite News from a doctor backing a study from a group of independent doctors, literally highlighting that, hey, the vaccine kills more people than the coronavirus does. And they said, hey, Sam, you're not allowed to report that. You violated our rules. You're shut down on Twitter. I think I might need to sue Twitter, folks. You say, what, Sam? I I kid you not. I might need to sue Twitter. Guy by the name uh, of of these different doctors are speaking out now. And we're getting more and more doctors are speaking out and more and more doctors are getting shut down. But violation content, experimental vaccines, death rate for Israel's elderly is 40 times greater than COVID-19 deaths. That's Patrick Delaney, LifeSite News reporting Israel National News. And that's bad enough. Then Operation Choke Point 2.0 here. But now, World Net Daily, Art Moore, good friend of ours, reporting another headline that I find fascinating that relates to this very topic. Are you surprised? I'm not. Here's the headline from WND.com. And they've been banned and whatever you want to say for a long time, too, and telling about this for probably more so than anybody, right? Stanford Doc. I guess it's Dr. J. Bhattacharya. B-H-A-T. T-C. Anyway, it's a big long name. Bhattacharya. I think is how you say it. J. Bhattacharya. Lockdowns. Biggest public health mistake ever. Catastrophic harms will be felt. For a generation, Artmore, WND. So this Dr. J. Bhattacharya saying, hey, these lockdowns are the, you know what? They're the worst thing. Now, this guy's a Stanford doctor. Stanford doc. Wow. That's interesting, folks, when you think about that headline. Okay, now you got a Stanford doctor speaking out saying, hey, these lockdowns are the worst mistake we've ever made. We'll feel it for over a generation. It's so horrible. He was involved in the Daily Cloud, I guess, a news organization. But it was confirmed in Newsweek. In a story posted on Monday, Mataceria, or Bataceria, <clears throat> he says, I stand behind my comment that the lockdowns are the single worst public health mistake 
in the last 100 years, he said. We will be counting the catastrophic health and psychological harm imposed on nearly every poor person on the face of the earth for a generation. Wow. Bhattacharya, a co-author of the great Barrington Declaration, calling for the end of COVID-19 lockdowns, says, hey, the measures have not served to reduce COVID. What do you think of that? He called the lock the lockdowns trickle down epidemiology. Are lockdowns a mistake? Then there's a a poll on. Now listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the thing. Are you ready? Here's the thing that you need to know. So on one hand, they attack me and say, Sam, you can't, you know, promote these things. But the great Barrington Declaration has received signatures from more than 13,000 medical and public health scientists, more than 41,000 medical practitioners, and at least 754,000 concerned citizens. All right? So I think that I need to research this more, put together this proposal, and I need to beat Twitter. All right? Now, let me explain something. This doctor, Bhattacharya, Jay, he went to a Senate hearing in December, and he reported that the declaration has two planks. All right? He said we should prioritize the elderly for vaccines and we should be seeking widely available and active treatments. But for the non-vulnerable who face far greater harm from the lockdowns than they do from the virus itself, the lockdowns should be lifted and for those who choose, life should resume. He also, this doctor, participated in a roundtable with Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida that proved that the lockdowns increase risk because they prevent herd immunity for the population. This is serious business, ladies and gentlemen. This is no joke. Well, I bring all this up because I'm being locked down on the very topic. Am I allowed to speak out? Am I allowed to report things that I see in the news? Or is Twitter just going to shut me down and that's the end of the discussion? Twitter says they've temporarily eliminated some of my features, but they haven't temporarily. Unless I go along with their edicts, it's permanent. Folks, it's not temporarily. They say I can appeal, but what's the likelihood of my appeal? I don't know. I can't tell you the answer to that, but I know this. I'm going to appeal. And I'm going to appeal, and I'm going to put together the best cogent uh, statement that I can. 
This is not a joke. This is serious. Ladies and gentlemen, I need your funding desperately to one research and turn in this battle, uh, this rejection of their narrative, this appeal. And then after that, uh, if I really need to, do I need to sue Twitter? Okay. Can I report on the fact that this Israeli doctor says, hey, there's 40 times more death from the vaccine than from the the coronavirus itself? Can I report on that? It's researched by a professional, a well-credentialed professional. You may disagree with it. You may say science goes against his view. That's fine. But who is the authority? Science and their general views? Well, now you take the next article that I wonder if I could you know, report on from Twitter. Stanford doc, Dr. J. Bhattacharya, lockdown's biggest public health mistake. I stand behind my comment, Newsweek. I stand behind my comment that the lockdowns are the single worst public health mistake in the last 100 years. We will be counting the catastrophic health and the psychological harms. Listen, on on nearly every poor person on the face of the earth. For a generation, this doctor says. Now, when a doctor speaks out and says that, to that degree, am I allowed to report on that, Twitter? And if I'm not, how can I know what I can report on? For example, the Great Barrington Declaration. Do you even know about the Great Barrington Declaration, folks? The Great Barrington Declaration has received signatures from more than 13,000 medical and health or public health scientists. More than 41,000 medical practitioners. Am I allowed to even report on this, folks? You got to answer that question, folks. This is serious. So, folks, if I have ever asked you for money, this is the time. Okay, I don't want you to fund my family. I work a whole day job and more to support my family, okay? And I have asked you to support this program because many hands make heavy work light, okay? It's expensive to broadcast. I'll tell you that right now. But if I'm going to sue Twitter... I'm telling you right now, it's even more of a financial burden. And I will need help. You think the American people will back me or are we fine with our free speech just being completely flat out shut down by Operation Choke Point? Chopping off our money? It might be that you won't be able to send me money pretty soon unless you send a check or give me silver bars, right? Ladies and gentlemen, may I ask you, what is the KQ? You know, the kosher question. Most Americans will spend their entire lifetime purchasing food from the supermarkets while having no idea that almost every packaged food product on the grocery shelves is certified kosher. Indeed, the kosher question encompasses not only food and religion, but also affects our economics, politics, and our identity. 
In an effort to promote awareness to the kosher question, developers have published an app for your smartphone that features a database of food products that have not been kosher certified. The Koshertified app has prominent advertisement on TPC's homepage, or you can check out its website at thekosherquestion.com. With the cesspool of politics getting even deeper these days, why not leave the swamp and start eating in favor of your own interests? Check out thekosherquestion.com today and download the app. I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Free speech, freedom of the press, front and center. Ladies and gentlemen on Liberty Roundtable Live, Twitter shut me down. Do I have the right to report is the question of the day. Now, believe it or not, there are people around the country that th think free speech is a problem. They don't really, I don't have a group to defend me. I've just got <laughs> Sam Bushman. Right? But I don't know if you know this. A new headline says this, nearly 200 academics with beliefs from across the political spectrum launched an organization a little bit ago. It says Monday, but I think this story's a week or so old. That will defend, defend free speech for college faculty members and will provide legal aid in cases where academic freedom is threatened. The Academic Freedom Alliance is what it's called. AFA. Um, Academic Freedom Alliance. AFA. It was formed by Princeton University professors. Princeton University professors. Who say they have witnessed a growing intolerance of opposing perspectives. That threatens the ability of academics across the country to teach and research freely. Now, think about that for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. So Twitter shuts me down for reporting, but I'm documenting the Great Barrington Declaration where 13,000, yeah, 13,000 medical and public health scientists have signed more than 41,000 medical practitioners. And they're saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, hey, we can't continue these lockdowns. Texas 
starts to get rid of the lockdowns and say no mask mandates anymore. And Joe Biden says that's Neanderthal thinking. Ladies and gentlemen, these progressives, these socialists, these communists, these Democrats, these Republicans, the swamp, Holly Warped, whatever you want to call the groups, actresses, actors, big money people, millionaires, billionaires, big tech, they're all working to destroy your free speech rights and mine. And I'm not going to take it, folks. I'm going to do everything that I can to fight. Okay? I think the answer is we need to sue Twitter. If they don't accept my appeal. Okay? Because I think I have every right to report about a Stanford doctor, Jay Bhattacharya, who says the lockdowns are the most foolish thing we've done. It will have serious, serious side effects. He says this. The catastrophic health and psychological harms on nearly every poor person on the face of the planet for a generation will be affected by these lockdowns. Then the Great Barrington Declaration says we can't have the lockdowns and it's signed by hundreds of thousands of medical professionals. And now 200 plus academic professionals with beliefs from across the political spectrum backed by Right? Princeton University says, you know what? Free speech is such a problem, even in the academic world, that we've got to do something about it. And then I report another doctor, violation content about experimental vaccines and how they are harming people. And I report on it, and Twitter says you can't do that. And unless you stop it, unless you go along with the mainstream press narrative that we're peddling, You're not on our platform anymore. Folks, we have got to stand up. Now, hopefully, let me say it again, hopefully we can fight this. You know, a lot of people talked about Donald Trump creating a media organization that could really take on these people. Of course, Donald, typical, doesn't really do much. He talks about it, but he hasn't done much. I mean, he spoke at CPAC. He's been seen in his motorcade a couple of times. But other than that, I don't really see what President Trump is doing now at all. Now, I hope he does more. Now, Rush Limbaugh's death certificate lists him as the greatest radio talk show host of all time. Hashtag Rip Rush. March, by the way, is National Nutrition Month. Did you know that? Thought I'd bring that to your attention. But the MyPillow guy. Announces brand new social media platform. People will be able to talk and not walk on eggshells, they say. Bob Unruh wrote this piece. He's with WND.com as well. Another great friend. Doing a great job. Yeah. The social media crackdown on conservative speech in recent months has resulted in the cancellation of accounts by President Donald Trump and MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell. And um, this is serious. Right? Serious business. 
Where do we go from here? When Mike Lindell literally starting a new media platform, will he be successful? And I pray for Mike Lindell. Right? But I don't have a lot of hope. I don't know that he'll be successful. Right? I hope the best for Mike Lindell. But I don't see uh, the likelihood of success. Right? I don't see a lot of success for him because where is he going to get the servers? Where is he going to get the servers? And even if he gets the servers, what happens if they start choking off access to the Internet? Now, I've been a little bit more wise than some of these other people. Other people have gone on Facebook and gone on Twitter. They've made that kind of a core of their broadcast. They went on YouTube and they've used the algorithms to generate revenue via advertising. And then they, you know, build organizations based on the dollars flowing from that advertising. But then they get shut off instantly by, say, Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or whatever else. And they deplatform them and or they take their money. Right? So I appreciate that Mike Lindell wants to start a service. But I don't know if he'll be able to. We're launching this big platform, they say, so all the voices of our country can come back and start telling it like it is again. He explains we have got to get our voices back. I completely agree with him. He released a two-hour video documentary typed absolute proof of voter fraud. Once you guys see what I've seen, you're going to be so excited. We've got to share it with everyone we know. And uh, Lindell employs more than 1,500 people. Now, I don't know if he'll be successful. Honestly, I pray that he is successful. I really do. But I look at the control that they've got over us all. I don't use the mainstream press like others. I don't depend on it for revenue. Yeah, I've tweeted out. Yeah, I've put things on Facebook. Uh, I've even had some people do some YouTube video stuff for me a little bit. But I have not depended on those services for my revenue. So I've been fine. Because I have not built a large organization that depends on that revenue. I stay small, lean, and mean. And I do my very best to get out the word the best I can with my own resources. I've done that for literally 25 years. So I haven't been impacted as the others have. But if they start literally shutting me down, they start literally using Operation Choke Point against me. You know, folks, I don't know if I'll be able to stay alive. All right, when you have nearly 200 academics from across the spectrum who are saying our free speech is being violated to the point where they need to, you know, create a legal organization to get legal funding to fight their threatened free speech and academic freedom, if you will. The Academic Freedom Alliance is what they're using now. Um, you begin to understand that this is serious. Right?
There you have it. I don't know what to say, but the American people better stand up and fund the good guys now. LovingLiberty.net, LibertyRoundTable.com. Spread the word, please. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Authorities are asking for the public's help in locating a suspect in a New Jersey killing who is also a person of interest in a quadruple homicide in New Mexico. Sean Lannon, 47 of Grants, New Mexico, is considered armed and dangerous and is wanted for questioning in a killing in East Greenwich Township on Monday. Sean is bald, blue eyes, five foot nine, and weighs about 150 pounds. A Georgia police officer, Blake Puckett, is being credited with rescuing a teenager from a burning truck Saturday night on Highway 53 in Floyd County, Georgia. Laurel Putnam, strapped in her seatbelt and unconscious, the officer pulled out his pocket knife and cut her free right before flames engulfed the truck. Police said a drunk, wrong-way driver without insurance hit the teen's truck head-on. Alaska has become the first state in the nation to allow anyone 16 or older to get a COVID-19 vaccination. The move was announced Tuesday by Governor Mike Dunleavy and comes as the state was experiencing some unclaimed vaccine appointments. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on Balance of Nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I'd have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50 and, you know, your body starts wearing down. But Balance of Nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. The State Department has responded to the administration's decision to allow Venezuelan refugees who are already in country be given temporary protection. John Clemens from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau reports. The numbers are staggering of those Venezuelans who have already fled poverty, hunger, and the brutal repression of President Nicolas Maduro. Ned Price explained the reasons for the decision to give the asylum seekers legal standing. To date, nearly 5.5 million Venezuelans have fled their homeland, while another 7 million remain in chronic need of humanitarian aid. Nicolas Maduro's repression, his corruption, and economic mismanagement have victimized these Venezuelans and produced this political and humanitarian crisis. Venezuela is on the northern coast of South America. The State Department says do not travel to Venezuela due to crime, civil unrest, and poor health infrastructure. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. I'm telling you right now, free speech under assault. 
like you have never seen before, folks. Your opinions, your views, your thoughts, your First Amendment rights, all five codified guarantees in the First Amendment under absolute blatant assault by not only big tech and big business, but by governments around the world. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom whacked that out of California, says you don't even have the right to gather and worship. Folks who try to obey all the rules worship in cars in a parking lot listening to their radios to hear their preacher. No, they all got big old ripping fines. You're not allowed to worship. There's no place for a redress of grievance. Ask Donald Trump. He tried to go to court over and over and over saying there was flat out massive vote fraud, but the courts won't even take the cases. So there's no redress of grievance. There's no freedom to assemble unless you want to riot and pillage and plunder and, uh, you know, cause problems like that. Then you can do it all summer long right on into the new year here. 2021, you're allowed to do that. But if you want to worship and go to church, no. If you want to go to a strip bar, by all means, by golly, you got your God-given rights. It's so extreme that a preacher literally decided he was going to create a family-friendly strip club. And he gets at the pulpit and he stands up and he takes off his tie and he takes off his coat and... He says, now that I qualify for stripping, I want to give you guys a sermon. And he speaks the word of God and he mocks, but yet highlights the serious problem. In America, you're forced to bake a cake for a gay or a lesbian couple, whether you like it or not. Now, I'm not against gay and lesbian couples choosing as they will, but I am against forcing somebody to bake a cake for them if it's against their beliefs. First Amendment violation like you would not believe. And you would say, well, wait a minute, Sam, what are you talking about, man? Phillips won that case. Kinda. He won that case, but do you know that it's not over yet? He's still in court? So I don't know what you mean by won that case, right? Well, Sam, by golly, it went to the Supreme Court. I know. But he's still being harassed now, and the abuse continues by the relentless attacks of extremists in our society. They have literally jettisoned liberty, and the cancel culture is on steroids, folks. All right. Now, I talked about my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, barred from Twitter. Now, I've been barred from Twitter. Says that a new social media platform is coming where people will be able to talk and not walk on eggshells. Well, I pray he's right, but we've already got Gab and, you know, some of those others, Parler. And, you know, there's a few. I appreciate building a new service. That's great. But I'm not convinced that he can stop it. I talked about Operation Choke Point. Right? Welcome to Operation Choke Point 2.0. That's where they simply chop off our ability to receive money. So people can't donate to us. Well, if people can't donate to me, I don't have my freedom of speech. I don't have the freedom to publish on my website. So I don't have the freedom of the press. I won't have any money to have the freedom of assembly. I won't have the money for a redress of grievance. Then I get sad and want to go to church. and Well, I am limited from doing that as well. See what I'm talking about, folks? Serious business. Now, listen to this. The RNC, that's the Republican National Committee to Donald Trump. No, we won't stop using your name. Committee responds to recent cease and desist letters from Donald Trump's attorneys saying, hey, quit using my name, quit raising money on my dime, my name, my likeness, my And they just say, you know what? Screw you. We don't care. This is the Swamp RNC. Literally now just mocking Donald Trump. Whether President Trump will have the mojo 
to do anything about it or not, I don't know. I don't know. But this is a free speech issue like you have never seen before, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to appeal Twitter, and I'm going to sue if I have to, Twitter, maybe. I haven't decided if I'm going to sue yet or not. I've got to think about it. I've got to talk to a few people. But I know this. What they've done can't stand. I've done nothing wrong but reported on the news, ladies and gentlemen. And then I've expressed opinions to which I'm entitled. All right. In fact, this is so egregious, these abuses now, that people that are outside the swamp are starting to stand up, Republican and Democrat, conservative and liberal. They're going, wait a minute, this has gone too far. And that's why I highlighted the 200-plus professors that have created a way to legally deal with when their free speech is violated, right? Now, I don't have anybody to defend me, but there you go. However, former Democratic rep, Hawaii representative, Tulsi Gabbard, laid into the cancel culture during a Tuesday evening appearance on Fox News primetime. Good for her, right? Gabbard spoke with former Republican, South Carolina rep Trey Gowdy. He was once a congressional colleague, by the way. Okay? And they talk about cancel culture in detail. They say, what is cancel culture? Where is it really going? Etc. Gabbard began by pointing out to freedom of speech and a free and open marketplace of ideas as the basis of American democracy. I disagree with her. Now, I don't disagree with her point about free speech, but to say that it's the basis of our democracy, you got to understand we don't have a democracy, folks. So, you know, and democracy says the mob rule. If big tech gets a better handle on it and wants to have a pig for dinner, well, then the, you know, bacon's the result, <laughs> right? Freedom for every single one of us to be able to share our ideas and debate them, to argue them, to agree or to disagree, to pick and to choose, is the marketplace of ideas, she says. Now, I agree with her completely. We're all children of God. And recognizing that, we then treat each other with respect. And respect is a freedom. We need to respect this freedom that we have. She says, we need to look down the path and see where this cancel culture leads to, right? But the problem with Tulsi is she said, we all are children of God, and we ought to behave like that. I wonder where she got that narrative from, huh? But let's look down the path and say, where does this cancel culture lead? She asked, you see the final expression of cancel culture in Islamist terrorist groups. Yeah, they won't let you think what you want in a terrorist group. Right? Wow. ISIS, Al-Qaeda. If you're an infidel and you have hit... Um, Ideas that aren't acceptable, then you're just 
in serious trouble, right? Like they'll cut off your head trouble, okay? So they won't stop using Donald's name even though he's sent him a letter, cease and desist. And the RNC says, we can use your name. So they've hated Donald Trump at the RNC, and the mainstream Republicans have hated Donald Trump and done their very best to undermine him. And now that he's out of office, they want to use his name and his likeness to raise money. These people are just pure evil, folks. Anyway, I commend former Democratic Hawaii rep Tulsi Gabbard. Because even though I disagree with her on the democracy comment, I agree with her in general. Wow. All right, I thought I'd report on that news. Good for Tulsi speaking out, proving this is not a Republican or a Democrat thing. This is a free speech thing. Now, Joe Biden issued a climate change order, as you know, right? Overturning a lot of what Donald Trump has put together. Now 12 states' attorney generals sue over climate order. That's USA Today. They say 12 states with Republican attorneys general Monday sued President Joe Biden. Yeah. Wise, in my opinion, right? Over his first executive order aimed at climate change. Alleging, they say, he lacked the constitutional authority to implement new rules about greenhouse gases. Now, I don't know that they're alleging that. Right? Right? I don't know if you can say that that's alleged. I don't see where President Trump gets the authority. I mean, President Biden, if that's what you call him, gets the authority. They sued... President Joe Biden. I'm going to take out President because I don't agree with that. Sued Joe Biden over his first executive order aimed at climate change. He lacked the constitutional authority to implement new rules about greenhouse gases. Amen to that. Good for these 12 attorney generals. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable live. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads, 
A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, folks, I'm talking about this lawsuit where 12 state attorney generals, or do I say attorneys general, to those of you who are English professionals, huh? All right. 12 GOP state attorney attorneys general sued Joe Biden over his first executive order aimed at climate change. They say he lacks the constitutional authority to enact new rules relating to greenhouse gases. The federal lawsuit led by Republican Attorney General Eric Schmidt of Missouri argues that Biden violated the separation of powers clause in the Constitution because Congress, not the president, has the power to regulate. Now, I think this guy's exactly right. We have violated the separation of powers, vertical and horizontal. And I'm the one that talks the most of anybody you know about checks and balances in America, right? On his first day in the White House, Biden signed Executive Order 13,990, directing federal agencies to calculate the social cost of greenhouse pollution by estimating what are called monetized damages to inform future regulations. This includes changes in net agricultural productivity, human health, property damage from increased increased flood risk, and the value of ecosystem services. But the 12 states that are plaintiffs say assigning such values is a quintessential or quintessentially legislative action that falls within congressional exclusive authority. They also say the economic ramifications of the order will be disastrous. If the executive order stands, they say, it will inflict hundreds of billions or trillions of dollars of damage to the U.S. economy. For decades to come, the suit reads, it will destroy jobs. It will stifle energy production. It will strangle America's energy independence. It will suppress agriculture. It will deter innovation and impoverish working families. It undermines the sovereignty of the several states and tears at the fabric of liberty, the lawsuit claims. Amen to these 12 state attorneys general. 
All right, let me tell you where they're from. You ready? Arkansas, Arizona, Indiana, Kansas, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Utah joined the lawsuit, ladies and gentlemen. I am proud that Utah's on the list. All right? Amen. That's great news, right? The White House and the Department of Justice, of course, declined to comment on the lawsuit. The complaint asks the court to issue an order that prohibits federal agencies from using the, quote, social cost estimates, right, against us. Joe Biden seems to be one of the most aggressive presidents ever on the climate change discussion, which they're causing an existential threat. His goal is to decarbonize the U.S. power sector. By 2035. Now, uh, I don't know how to respond to this story, really. But this is serious. When 12 state GOP state attorneys general sue Joe Biden over an executive order, the states are starting to stand up. Is it enough? Not even close. Is it a great start? Without a doubt. And I commend these 12 GOP um, I'm going to get rid of GOP, though, because that's irrelevant, you know? You say, Sam, it's relevant because none of the Democrats are aboard. I understand. But sadly, we have been deceived into partisan politics, and a lot of these Democrat leaders might be willing to stand up. And we need to be kind of careful that we don't uh, alienate them. This is not a left-right Republican-Democrat discussion. This is a reality that President Joe Biden, if you can call him president, does not have the authority. Simply does not have the authority. I'm just telling you right now. There you have it, right? All right, Disney Plus. Uh, it's been the great, great, great phenomenon over the last, what, year and a half, two years since it started. But Disney Plus quietly pulled Dumbo and Peter Pan, the aristocrats, and Swiss Family Robinson from kids' profile accounts and added warning labels for adults. The move by the streaming site for the Disney classic films was first noted by the Daily Mail. Yeah. Wow. Think about that. And added warning labels for adults. The move by the streaming site was done by the Daily Mail. 
they say, hey, we've done this because, you know what? It's racist content. And they go on, and here's what's comical to me or disingenuous about Disney+. Plus. So they say, look, we didn't want to ban it entirely, even though there's racist content and negative uh, portrayals of different cultures and peoples. And so we wanted to give this big warning to the adults and shut it down for kids. What they really want to do, in my opinion, is get greater promo. Because if they lock it down for kids, then every kid goes to their mom and says, Mom, I can't watch Dumbo. Mom, I can't watch Swiss Family Robinson. I can't watch Peter Pan. And the parents go, what? And then the parents pull up the thing, and then they let their kids watch it. And what it really does is drive sales for Disney. Now, Disney says, we don't want to shut it down because what we really want to do is we want to spur dialogue. We want to give a warning so people know. Then we want to spur dialogue so that we can change our culture. And that's the cover for Disney, and that may be true. But I don't believe it. And I'll tell you why. Everybody else is getting completely shut down on the cancel culture. But Disney has found a way to capitalize on the cancel culture, uh, not get shut down by it. So the next headline says this. Business continues to boom for Disney+. Plus, According to The Hollywood Reporter... Disney CEO Bob Chapek announced during a Tuesday shareholders meeting that the streaming service now has more than 100 million subscribers. So what they don't want to do is take off their cash cows of good movies. Right? They don't want to lose the cash cow, but they want to satisfy the cancel culture. Right? Anyway, and they say that it's just growing by leaps and bounds. That's wonderful. I'm glad Disney's growing. All right? But the question that you got to ask yourself is, is it right for them to say this content's evil and racist? We're going to take it off kids' accounts. We're going to give people warnings, even though it was G and PG at the time. But now they say it's a warning labels. Got to have the warning labels on there because it's really bad. But don't worry. We're just trying to start a dialogue there. But yet business continues to boom for Disney+. Plus. A hundred million subscribers. Now, they're just trying to keep the cash cow rolling. And you would say, well, do you blame them, Sam? I blame how they're going about it, yes. Because on one hand, they're capitulating to the cancel culture. On the other hand, they're trying to appease the cancel culture. On the other hand, they get a special pass by the cancel culture. What if I just say everything in my talk show is so that people can have an appropriate dialogue about everything I bring up, about vaccines, about the COCO virus, uh, about uh, the free speech issues, about Stanford doctors, about the Barrington Declaration, about nearly 200 academics that feel like their free speech is violated, so they create their own legal organization to get legal defense. About Rush Limbaugh's death certificate, quote, he's a goat, the greatest radio host of all time, he's a goat. March is National Nutrition Month. My Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, creating a new social media site. RNC to Trump, no, we're not going to quit using your name. There's too much money in using your name, Donald. What about former Hawaii rep on Fox saying, you know what? This cancel culture is out of control. Where does it lead? 
it leads to the communist agenda where you can't say or do anything or you'll be in fear of arresting or be in fear of, quote, forced retraining so that you understand the communist viewpoint. Or maybe the Muslim idea where they'll just chop off your head if you don't go along. Twelve state attorney generals suing Joe Biden over his first executive order. Can I report that? What about Disney Plus quietly pulling Dumbo and all these things, capitulating the cancel culture, but at the same time trying to appease them in a way that allows them to have their business continue to boom? Right? Serious, serious discussions on the roundtable, ladies and gentlemen. And we need your funding like never before. I'm telling you, if you've ever had the heart to donate to us, now is the time. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. We've got a bunch of things happening this year that I haven't even given. I haven't even had the chance to compile and get to you into your arms. We're going to be broadcasting from a lot of different places. We already went to the event in Texas with the good sheriffs and broadcasted live from that event, spoke at that event. And we've got a lot kicking off coming up, too, that we're going to tell you about. Freedom Fest, we're going. Red Pill Expo, we might be going. Some of this comes down to cash, though, folks. You know, I appreciate it, but it's really hard for me to take days off work to go somewhere, so I lose money. Then fund my travel, lose money. Pay for my hotels and food and everything else, lose money. I mean, at some point, it's just not fair to my family. But I want to be there, and I want to give it to you straight, and I want to do it live, and I need your help to be there. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Donate liberally today, would you please? And understand they've shut me down on Twitter, and I'm going to appeal. And I just may be forced to sue. Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on the ball. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman, and I'm telling you right now, I declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and indeed will restore our grand old republic. But, folks, you got to get involved. you got to make it a great day, and you got to choose the right and repent. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Donate. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Would you please? God save America. <laughs>